Nantan. Nantan is an Apache word. It means chief or spokesman or tribal representative. That's the word we stole from F3 in order to define who the guy is who leads a region or leads F3 nation. He's the spiritual leader, the vision setter, the guy that makes sure that we're on mission. Our guest today is John Lambert, F3 named Slaughter. He's finishing up his tenure as Nantan of F3 Nation. He's been Nantan of the Nation for four years. He's been involved in the National SLT for at least six. And he's going to talk to us today about his time as Nantan, what he's learned, the goals they set, the things he's achieved, the highlights of his time as Nantan, and just talk all over about leadership and about how much he was impressed by the men and the people of F3 as we move internationally and what's next and what's on tap for F3 Nation. Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High Impact Men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. Now, what you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less. To help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. Well, all right, all right, all right, here we go with another episode of the High Impact Man Podcast. Dial-up, are you ready? I'm ready. It's been a couple of weeks since we've actually recorded because we, we had built up a buffer there. We did a marathon years. session uh, last time and yeah. we had we got some time to ourselves. Yeah, I think it's been about three weeks since we've uh, yeah. actually sat down here at the table and recorded. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. You like the healthy snacks I'm giving you? I'm giving Dial-up some grass-fed beef sticks. <laughs> grass-fed, grass-fed beef? Uh, grass-fed, grass-fed chicken, turkey, grass-fed chicken. And no, the, the turkey doesn't say that's grass-fed. Oh well, so maybe turkeys well, don't eat grass. Whatever turkeys eat. <laughs> I didn't know there was grass-fed chickens, honestly, until I had to. Yeah, you I pointed had. out some along the side of the road at the Blue Ridge <laughs> Relay. Uh, yeah, but I guess maybe it's a real thing. Yep. Well, folks, my name is Nevin Gorky in F3 World. I'm known as DFib, and I'm joined as always by Troy Klinger, known as Dial-Up to the Men of F3. And uh, we're excited uh, to to do this and bring men on to tell their stories. Our mission is to bring men on to tell their stories, to encourage and motivate and inspire other men to be virtuous leaders. And our guest tonight is is uh, has been on our podcast before, and he's told his personal story, um, but he is none other than John Lambert, known as Slaughter of the F3 Nation. He is the F3 Nation Nantan. And just recently, in the last couple days, uh, we found out, uh, as the announcement was made, that he's going to be stepping down as the F3 Nation Nantan, and the one and only Dark Helmet's going to take over. So uh, he was kind enough to give us his time, and we're going we're gonna to talk about it, man. We're going to talk about his tenure as uh, Nantan and whatever else he wants to uh, roll with uh, tonight. So, you know, I'm excited to do this and bring this to everybody out there. I know that some people listen to this who don't know what F3 is or aren't part of F3. Trust me, uh, if you are not, you will gain a lot from this because all the principles, all the things we do, and this thing called F3 is about developing leaders and helping men to become virtuous leaders. And you could use that in every aspect of your life. So stay tuned in and listen up. Now, one thing I got to say before we start, and we're going to slaughter, we're going to ask you this question too. So this is February 5th. This is going to air on February 12th, yeah. which is the day after the Super Bowl. Correct. So we got to put our predictions in, right? So oh, now boy. when this airs, we'll know who the winner is. So yeah. uh, dial up. You want to go first? Sure. Um, as as much as I would like to see the Niners win, yeah. and I'm I'm not a fan of either. I'm a Steelers fan, of course. Uh, being here in PA and uh, go to the Eagles as a backup plan. 
as much as I'd like to see the Niners win with, uh, you know, like kind of a cool story with uh, Purdy, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be Kansas City. You do? Yeah. Uh, don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Huh? I know, yeah, it's, it's tough to bet against Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. Kelsey's getting hot at the end of the season. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's my prediction. All right. He's he's going with I think it'll be a close one. I think it'll be a uh, a last minute score by the Chiefs to win. Okay. All right. He's All looking right. he's looking for a good game and but the Chiefs to to prevail. Slaughter, what do you think? Aha, uh-huh. that's a good question. I think though Kansas City's got the uh, the weapons at their disposal. Mahomes is I mean, he's just amazing when he's on. So, yeah. I think they're going to win comfortably. Ooh, comfortably. Yeah. And <laughs> and I'm a Swifty. So. Okay. All right. All right. Well, it takes one to know one, brother. I'm right, right with you. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Are, yeah. you, are you wearing any glitter? I can't see any <laughs> glitter right now. Uh, that'll be later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm tempted. I'm really tempted to pick the Niners since you both picked the Chiefs, but I'm going to roll with what I've been saying throughout the entire playoffs is the Chiefs had a top three defense this year. Not many people sort of know that or acknowledge that. And, uh, that they have a great defense this year, and they've got Patrick Mahomes, who might be the best quarterback ever. That guy is hard to bet against. Ooh, ever? He well, not yet. He has to win more. Yeah. But but okay. I mean, just talent wise and what he's accomplished so far. And Andy Reid really prepares well when he has time to prepare. Uh, I don't. I forget his record after a bye week throughout his whole career. So I'm gonna have to go with the Chiefs as well. Yeah, there yeah, it is. He's solid. And are you, you're not a Swifty though. I don't even know if you played a song right now. I wouldn't know if it was her or not. So I think she's pretty. Does that count? Sure. Why not? And she's from Philly. She's going to make it there. She's from Pennsylvania. She's from, yeah. I think she grew, didn't she grow up yeah. in, uh, yeah, man. Why, why I'm missing. Right outside yeah. of Philly. And she's, so she's an Eagles fan, even though she has to wear Chiefs stuff because she's dating the dude from Chiefs. But, yeah. you know, she's, she's, she's a Philly girl, basically. So, yeah. yeah, fine. I have nothing. I had no problem with Taylor Swift. <laughs> Good. We agree then. Yeah, right. man. Yeah, I wish you know maybe maybe I could be educated as far as what songs she. I I'll know ho- she plays I'll, like. I'll know. hook you up with a playlist. All right. All Does right. she do the scratch your car song we'll or is that Carrie we'll Underwood? Do a, no, that's Carrie Underwood. Okay. We'll do All a right. T. We'll do a T Swift theme beatdown sometime. <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> you should definitely do that. Don't uh, have me on that week. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's what everyone tuned in to hear that <laughs> our, our Super Bowl predictions <laughs> and uh, Taylor Swift stuff. All right. So uh, uh, Slaughter, first of all. Um, thanks again for being here. And I just want to personally thank you. I know I did it via text already. Um, but and I, I could speak for dial up and the rest yeah. of the crew here from Susquehanna Valley. Thank you very much for all the sacrifice and time you put in and, and what you did in your tenure as Nantan. So thank you so much for doing that and for serving us yeah. like that. So, uh, thank you for that. And, uh, I think I know the first time I met you was at one the, one of the Keystone convergences when you were the, the, the speaker, uh, that year. Yeah. 20. 20- one yes 22 yeah 22 i think you're right i think it was 22 so um and we haven't met that often but we met last at the gte 44 you were a uh one of the uh cadre um yep at uh, but you didn't have dial-ups platoon he had uh no you you had white i think i can't remember uh red white i had i was on on red i think i was blue you had blue okay yeah dial-up was on the red so i i didn't go under the log but i was hanging out there pretending to be in shape. <laughs> but that was awesome, man. The battleship workout, that was fantastic, right? That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. That was very cool. All right. So, look, let's just get into it, man. Um, my first question, and I know it. So, we don't usually uh, send our guests questions because we don't really have any that <laughs> we, we script because we let the guys come in and tell their story. Yeah, it's a little different flavor today. A little different flavor. So, right. uh, But it's still going to fit with the uh, 
uh, with the mission, which is to have guys tell their story. So this is his story as Nantan, and he's going to bring us some wisdom and, and some experience, uh, and it's going to help guys to be a better leader. So first of all, and I know that you put some of this out there in your announcement anyway, but why are you stepping down now? First of all, how long have you done it? Have you done it for uh, three years or four years? Yeah, so I've been, I was the Nantan for three years, starting in 21. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was the COO for one year. And before that, I was the nation's weasel shaker for two years. Yeah, so you've been on the national SLT for six years, it sounds like, right? Is that right? Did I add that right? right. All right. So yep. why, why are you stepping down as Nantan now? Yeah, good question. Uh, a couple reasons. Um, first, I, it's time for me. Uh, you know, I, I just told you about that six-year progression. Mm-hmm. Um, I started when OBT retired, um, and there's been a whole bunch of stuff that's happened over the last six years. We've um, we've been focusing on on building this structure that can take us into the next generation. Uh, mm-hmm. We wanted to protect uh, the things that F3 has, a lot of intellectual property. Um, we wanted to make this thing generational. We wanted to create a structure that can handle the wild growth that we we're going to experience. Um, and so for the last six years, I've been working, you know, personally about 10 to 15 hours a week on F3 leadership mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and it's been an awful lot. So uh, I, I, it's time for me to focus on the other areas of my life and and uh, let new leadership step up. So that's part of it. Um, the other part is that we're faced with kind of version 3.0. Um, version 1.0 was the first 10 years of F3 mm-hmm. when it was uh, just inspiration uh, handed out by Dread, trying to get guys interest, you know, excited across the country. We held the, the LEAP program, which is where we put guys on airplanes and flew them all over the country to cities that weren't anywhere by anything existing in F3. Um, so that was first. I was involved in version 2.0, which is when we tried to uh, put some structure behind all of it that I just explained. And uh, I think we've got that pretty well in place. As Dark Helvin and I like to joke, you know, you, nobody in our position could screw it up even if you tried. Uh, <laughs> things going and it's well protected. So version 3.0 is uh, is about to start. Um, there's going to be some things changing in the national leadership makeup, and there's going to be some um, uh, some different emphasis put on more of the individual and regional leadership development mm-hmm. on international growth, things that we haven't really been focusing on all that much. And uh, uh, number one, I don't know that I have the energy to do that. And number two, I think that uh, we need some fresh perspectives some fresh blood mm-hmm. in there to tackle these things. So um, it just kind of worked out that that time is now. Yeah. Oh, that's all good reasons, man. I, and yeah. you know, I mean, everyone's got their journey and uh, they're, you know, they're, um, things they got to do. And that's, you know, six years serving on the national SLT is, is, is a good run. It's, it's a really good run. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, again, thanks for that. Um, let me, one question I didn't put in there, but I'm going to ask you this anyway. Uh, if you were to think about, um, and it's, I know you can't really name one, but if you're thinking like, like the primary responsibility of the Nantan of F3 nation, what would that be? What would be like the number one thing that that guy's got to do? It's actually not one thing. It's, it's, it really is kind of two things. Okay. It's, uh, number one is to, is managing the business of F3, which includes the, the finances, the legal, um, compliance, all that stuff. 
And then the other part is, you know, is the, the is the spiritual and cultural leader that a Nantan is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. For, you know, I, I have always considered the primary purpose of the national leadership of F3 to be there to provide the larger picture for the guy in the parking lot. Part of the reason that F3 is so successful is because when the guy shows up at 530 in the morning for the first time, he very quickly realizes that he's part of something much, much larger than himself. Now something that's international. And it's important to, um, it's important for that feeling to occur because that's, I think the magic sauce of this whole thing. If that didn't exist, if it only was those other, however many guys in the parking lot that morning, the message, the feeling, the impact wouldn't be nearly as powerful. So right. uh, as Nantan, I've, I've tried to make sure that, that we've done a good job of making those guys, every one of the tens of thousands of them feel connected to something bigger because mm-hmm. that's what puts the power behind the whole thing. Very nice. Very nice. So, um, you know, it's interesting. I was listening to today. I was listening. I think it was the current episode of the art of manliness. I think it was the current one, but anyway, and I'm not going to remember the guest name. I wish I could pull it up quick, but it's, it's okay. Uh, but he's got a lot of experience in leadership at like in, in national defense and in intelligence and various things. And, and he's been teaching at Johns Hopkins and stuff. And he, and he, he uses Shakespeare. He taught a class at that he would use this thing and then it became a class and it's using Shakespeare to sort of uh, explain and teach leadership. And he said, there's a basically three things. There's like, there's managers, there's uh, leaders and there's organizers. Right. And, uh, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, managers are the, are sort of, no, no, excuse me, leaders, managers. And um, what was the other one? I'm messing this up now. You're telling the story. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Uh, leaderships, uh, leaders, managers, and commanders. So a leader is like provides the vision, the overall, you know, make sure everybody's needs has what they want, and 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 inspiring people and that kind of thing. And the commander is the guy that's going to bark orders, like you go do this, you go do that. And the organizer is going to guy that like, you know, all right, we need you know x amount of stuff yeah. there, and we got a kind of logistics kind of thing. Um, I guess every organization has a different sort of combination of that maybe in one guy or whatever because what you just described sounds like you know you're overseeing everything you're overseeing the business side of it and you're overseeing sort of the vision and the mission side of it does that sound about right absolutely yeah that's a lot of work man yeah Yeah, that's that's right yeah could can you elaborate just a little bit just for the for our listeners um you know when you come in the morning we uh go through our core principles and you know free of charge of course and uh, we often give the disclaimer as well as like, you know, after he doesn't own anything, you can't sue us or anything, right? <laughs> um, but but there is that business aspect of it that I don't think a lot of guys, including myself, probably are really privy to or don't really understand or have a, a, a good kind of knowledge base of what all that is. Are you able to share any anything regarding that aspect of, of F3? Yeah, so uh, F3 is actually a, a corporation. It's, a, it's an incorporated, it has been forever. And then, of course, we've got the, F3 Foundation, uh, which is a 501c3. Um, so we've got a, a, a set of bylaws, um, and as any, just like any other profit or nonprofit corporation, we've got uh, compliance things that we've got to submit. You know, the 990 form for the foundation. We've got tax returns that we've got to turn in. Um, you know, we have to respond to letters from lawyers. Um, all those 
types of things. Uh, so we've got to protect, you know, we've, over the last six years, we have uh, trademarked a bunch of our intellectual property, and that's a whole long, drawn-out, and expensive process. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had to challenge other folks uh, across the country who have uh, um, threatened our trademark in certain circumstances. We've got royalty income that we've got to manage. Uh, we've got the Broruck program, mm-hmm. which includes tremendous revenue and expenses. Mm-hmm. Um so there's a there's an awful lot. Uh, you know, we've got quarterly board meetings where the executive group has to present different things. Um, so yeah. we've got to get those in line, um, and it's it's kind of never ending. You know, we got corporate attorneys and trademark attorneys and accountants and tax attorneys and tax accountant and just all these folks that 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 you got to deal with just like in a in any other business. Yeah. Do you ever worry that that's getting a little too clunky, a little too large, or whatever? I mean, it sounds like it's necessary. Absolutely. Uh, we worry about that all the time. You know, the whole premise behind this thing, the, the, the starfish model, right. is that we want to provide just enough structure that we can support the mission of F3 and the growth that's occurring without being overbearing to what's happening in the, in the parking lot at 530 in the morning. We want guys to be leaders. So yeah. it's a delicate balance of the two. Um, but we figured out uh, a long time ago that if we didn't do anything, then that would threaten the entire existence sure. of, yeah. of this organization and it might end. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what we throw for. Yeah. That's great, man. I, I must, that's a, that's a, I think a hard uh, line to not hard, but a constant vigilant kind of, because things could creep in, you know, mission yeah. creep happens all the time. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Thank you for that. Um, next question is when you started out your tenure as Nantan, what goals did you set out with, you know, what goals did you have either, you know, put out there or even in your own mind, you know, that you wanted to achieve and, you know, and how did that work out? Uh, so the first one was a growth goal, which is sort of hard to track since we don't keep records of people that show up to workouts. But the mantra was quarter million guys by 2025, right. um, which of course is by the end of next year. So we've been kind of measuring that as we go. Uh, we're a little bit behind that curve. It was an exponential growth model. Um, mm. So I don't know that we'll get to a quarter million guys by 2025. Um, so that was part of it. Um, the other part of it was uh, we put together um, kind of a, a strategic list of what we wanted to accomplish. Uh, we wanted to have the structure in place, uh, which included the uh, invention of the sectors, mm-hmm. divided the country and the world uh, international is a, a separate sector uh, into different sectors, each with their own leadership team, so that we can shrink the different geographies of the country down, so that we weren't trying to talk to everybody at once. And that's been a, a good thing. We were successful with that. Um, and then we wanted a series of uh, communication formats and playbooks. For communication, um, part of it was with the sectors. They've got their own meetings and calls with all the regional Nantans in that area. That's been successful. Of course, we've got a slew of podcasts that we've developed over the last few years, which has helped. We've got, uh, you know, the website was uh, about to be redesigned again, but that's been effective. And we've got the newsletter. Um, And then as far as the playbook goes, you know, we've been spending a lot of time developing the Stuff Worth Trying website, Mm -hmm. which in case nobody knows, you can go to stuffworthtrying.org, I think. Um, but it's all the information that you might need if you were to start a region. It talks about how you should structure your leadership, uh, how to how to conduct a CSOP, uh, how to 
organize your AOs, how to build a shovel flag, absolutely everything that somebody would need to know mm-hmm. um, so that they can be successful uh, when they start out. Because now uh, growth is kind of concentric as opposed to the leap model that I described earlier, meaning the closest city to the new city kind of supports them. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so I, I think we've, we've done a good job with creating the structure, with growing and organizing the culture, and with providing formats to communicate throughout the nation. Um, the one thing that we just got started on is the leadership development piece, mm-hmm. which is what I discussed earlier, um, that I know is on the top of Dark Helmet's hit list to take this thing to the next version where we pour back into local Nantans, local leadership to create uh, a more effective and efficient ripple effect uh, for pouring impact into the individuals, their families, and their communities. Uh, so that we go from, hey, you're the next Nantan, here's your shovel flag, good luck, right. to yeah. something much more than that. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome because I know when I planned the shovel flag here almost four years ago this May, right? Yeah. And um, I had attended F3 initially down in Florida. People have heard that story before, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't engaged in any other way yet because a the region was just starting. It was just one AO on Saturday mornings, and b I was, um, uh, I didn't even make all of them because I had to work. You weren't there long, and I wasn't there that long. So when I came back here, it was when I read Free to Lead. I'm like, hey, look at this. There's a book Free to Lead. I'm going to read. It. I'm like, boy, I really got to start this thing up here. <laughs> I just wanted to be part of F3, so I had to plant my own shovel flag. But doing that was. I kind of knew what to do, but I, but all that other stuff that you're talking about, like even how to build the shovel flag and, and like the leadership structure, like I had no clue, you know, what, you know, how to, now, fortunately, Bing was a great resource because he was my Nantan yeah. down in Florida. So I just contacted, every time I had a question, I just asked Bing. And we used to have a Zoom call back then for um, mustard seeds. And uh, yeah. I, I learned a lot there, but but it'd be great. That's great that we're putting something together like that. It's almost like an F3 starter kit, right? Yeah. Like here, here's how you yeah, do exactly. it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Cause I know how I became a soccer coach. Here's the cones. Here's the pennies. Good luck. Go, right? read, go to, read some books right. on coaching. Yeah, the watch, guy that played basketball his whole life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't want that anymore. Right. That's good, man. All right. Um, so of all, you know, you spent all this, I'm going to just switch just a little bit from the strategic part to personal part. So, uh, you've been Nantan for four years. I know that you served in other roles as a in, in the national SLT. But what have you learned as Nantan? What what lessons have you learned and, and absorbed and taken in as Nantan? Uh, it's easy. So you know, before all that, I was. I mean, Metro being the first region, I was involved in some different things locally, um, starting different kind of workouts at the at the. Charlotte Rescue Mission and the homeless shelter and different things. And I was, I was one-on-one with a lot of folks. I was a part of their lives. They were a part of my, my life. And I, I watched my friends' lives change and I helped other men's lives change. And when I got involved in, in, in the national leadership and when I got involved in the Nantan role, um, it, it suddenly became a bunch of numbers, right? A quarter million guys by 2025, right? We're talking tens of thousands of essentially faceless individuals. Um, and at the very beginning, I got really swept up in that. And, uh, luckily I had some good counsel and I spent an awful lot of time in a lot of different regions across the country and across the world, uh, one-on-one with a lot of guys. So Mm -hmm. 
my lesson as Nantan, the thing that I learned is something that I used to know a long time ago, um, and I think I lost sight of at a certain point, but we're talking about individuals, right? Yeah. I heard so many stories. People couldn't wait to tell me their stories. Right. People thanked me, right? I represented, it wasn't me. I was the representation of this thing that meant so much to them. Yeah. And people, the men, their kids, their families wanted to tell me about how their lives were transformed, about how F3 was, was partially responsible for saving them, um, their marriage, their health, their job, the relationship with their kids, you name it. I've heard some amazing, dramatic stories. You guys have had them on your, yeah. on your show, yeah. right? So it reminded me something that I hope I never forget that every man is worth fighting for. Right. And, yeah. and along the way I let go of that quarter million guys by 2025, we quit, I quit talking about it and we quit talking about it in the executive group because that's not what we were all about. Right. Yeah. We, 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 we fell into that quantity over quality and, right, and that's okay. the absolute wrong way to go about it. That's why we want to make sure that we have the structure and the support so that when the new guy shows up in the morning, like all new guys do because they need help because they want to change something about themselves because the pain of change finally became less in the pain of staying the same, mm -hmm. we want to be able to help them transform their lives because even if we only added one more man to this organization mm -hmm. forever, it would still be worth it. Because yeah. um, each of us, you know, as, as, as God's creation is worth it. And um, that's probably the most valuable thing that I had to relearn in, in my position. And, uh, and I'm glad that I did because yeah. that made all the difference. Yeah. Thanks for that reminder. Cause it, it is easy to get caught up in numbers and, and, uh, I know, especially for us, like a small region, sometimes we get a little discouraged, you know, we're out in the, the middle of nowhere and you know, it's the FNGs are kind of slim pickings to start with as far as the guys we can reach out to and invite, but we, right. And then it's too easy to look past the men that are there and, saying, Oh, we need more. Right. Yeah, what yeah. about the guys right. that are there? You can't forget about them. Yeah. And, and, we know when we talk to the guys, like it's changed yeah. a lot of guys' lives. Yeah. Um, in such a in such a powerful and impactful way. So um it's good to hear your reminder. Well Keep that's that focus. unfortunately human nature. I think uh you draw huge parallels with any uh not for profit organization with the church, but F three has a lot of parallels there. Like being involved in church leadership for a long time, um you could see that. You could see the the focus getting off of what's important and and you know you got to yeah. constantly kind of remind yourself, and or somebody needs to you know, be on top of that and say, "Hey, listen, it's about the people," yep. because you know you want to count how do you how do you measure success as a church? Is it with the number of people that come into your building, or is it the number of people that really are just just becoming disciples? Um, and so you know, and, and it's a challenge uh, to do that because again, human nature kind of draws us to this other stuff, and it, and that happens. But you got to leave the ninety nine behind and go find the lost one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, cool, man. That's that's a great great uh, message right there. Um, so let's see. You talked about talking to guys and hearing these amazing stories, and like this is a good time, I think, for you to like tell us like what what kind of stuff did you see out there? Like, what are the highlights? You know, of I know you traveled a lot, a lot of different regions, and like you said, internationally and stuff. Like, what are some things that that you remember that were like? And I know you don't. Everyone was valuable. I know that, but. Uh, <laughs> But there's got to be some things that really stood out to you. Like, wow, that was awesome. Yeah, and that's a, Deepa, that is a tough question to answer. I, I, at home in my journal, I've got written down 
all the different regions that I visited. Yeah. Um, and it's over a hundred in the last three years. Um, and a lot of that was for F3 trips. Um, you know, I took an average of 14 trips just for F3 over, uh, per year over the last three years. And then besides that, I travel a pretty good amount for work. Right. Uh, and, um, so I've seen a lot of people, seen a lot of guys. I have been to a ton of convergences, a ton of CSOPs, a ton of anniversaries. Um, uh, probably the things that stand out most, um, being on good morning America with, uh, Carmen San Diego was a pretty cool right. experience. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, going to England this past fall, for the grow rook was probably one of the tops of my list. Um, just seeing in a whole new setting in a whole new culture, a completely different country that it was happening over there too. Um, yeah. I've also been to, um, uh, Peru and Chimbote and, you know, seeing those F3 guys there. And the thing that I learned is that it doesn't matter the language, the location, Men are men are men or we're all the same all yeah. across the world. Uh, and, and in England, it was amazing. Um, at the, at the, at, at the index for the grow ruck, we, we marched into the field where we started. Uh, and you know, we, we, we give a general time. There were more family members yeah. there, uh, than there were participants. I'm talking wives and kids and parents. People's parents flew in from different parts of the world to wow. be a part of this. Yep. And normally after the patch ceremony, people go away pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Uh, they're beat. They want to go home. I mean, we were there for two hours yeah. talking and I had so many people thank me for what we've done for their son or for their husband, different things. I mean, when I walked down the street and I, I mean, I had to put my sunglasses on the waterworks were going, man, they were holding signs uh, and they were crying. Wow. Um, that was probably one of the most, uh, significant moments, um, that I've had. Uh, and then besides that, just, you know, all the grow rucks I've either been a participant or a cadre of my absolute favorite thing in F3 is the patch ceremony, you know, to see these guys that have just done something that they three hours, four hours, five hours ago were absolutely positive that there's no way that they could finish and complete, <laughs> mm. uh, to see them finish that fathers and sons and, um, recovering drug addicts and uh, divorcees and men that had gotten fired and it didn't matter. Right. Mm -hmm. They did this thing. And, and that feeling is irreplaceable and seeing that firsthand as many times as I've, I've had is, is, is magic. I mean, if, if, if anybody ever listening to this thing has lost their um, confidence in this world, mm. if you've forgotten what it looks like for men to triumph over extreme adversity, go to a patch ceremony and, 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 and I'm talking just 10 minutes and, and, and all of your faith in individual perseverance and in humanity, humanity in general will be completely restored. It's a magical time. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the last thing I'll mention is, is the smallest thing I told you about talking to guys. I mean, there've been so many times when I'm out, when I go to a workout and I'm running with somebody or I'm rucking with somebody. Or I'm at coffee with somebody. And like I said, the stories I've heard are unflipping believable. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. I mean, I, I, it's, it's astonishing what has happened to these men um, as, they've, as they've 
gone through the the four quadrants, right? They got right, and mm-hmm. and then they're going to end up leaving right, and everything in between. Um, it, it's powerful stuff. Yeah, I mean this this is an awesome organization. I've seen it personally hundreds of times. Yeah, uh, heard those 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 intimate stories. So that's been the highlight of what I've been doing. I mean, the uh, talking to the accountant and reviewing financials is not the sexy part of being an antan. <laughs> I can go in and giving a speech and then having people come and tell you their story. That's, I mean, that's, that's why I'm, I'm lucky. I got to do that. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. We're, we're, we're so blessed with this podcast that we, we get to hear those stories, you know, pretty much on a weekly basis. And, uh, yeah. we often just sit here and just, wow. Yeah. Um, just um, amazing, transformations of men that we've heard and like you said just the stories of um guys just being at such a low point in their life and just completely turning it around and and just being in, in, in inspirational leaders it's uh we we're, we're pretty humbled most nights uh oh, whenever yeah. we whenever we finish up this podcast when we hear the stories of the men that are out there across the f3 nation so yes yeah, totally totally get what you're saying and and the uh the the uh, England Grow Ruck. I was I was watching the the Facebook live feed, and I I was so touched by that as well. Um, you know when the videos started rolling as they're coming in, and the family members are there, and you were you were giving a little talk at the end, and I was like, wow, that's really 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 cool to, yeah. to see the family members there rallying around their their husbands, their dads, uh, their 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 kids, whatever it might be. Um, that was pretty pretty powerful moment to watch from a from yeah, across the pond. They ask me what's different about England. The only thing that's different about an F3 workout in England is that they bring these giant battery-powered LED lights to light up the AO. <laughs> that's the only thing that's different. Everything else is the same. But, yeah, all the workouts I went to, they had these. They always had these lights. Huh. Um, but the men are the same. The workouts yeah. were the same. Yeah. The hugs were the same. The cheers were the same. Uh, the sweat's the exact same. So yeah. it's, yeah. They just talk funny. Yep. Yeah, I had uh, the the privilege of interviewing a couple of those guys at the GTE because they came over for the uh, what was that thing? The leadership training. training yeah. Yep. Uh, thing and uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, imagine that they they went through that GTE over there and they decided to come over here to go through that training thing so they could be yeah better leaders and take it back yeah. over there. Do you know if it's if they've had growth over there? Like I've not that we're into numbers, but um, since that GTE. You know, how have they uh, grown over there in England with more AOs and regions? Yeah, absolutely. They have. I don't know what the exact numbers are, but uh, there are some guys on flipping fire over there, and they've been doing some hardcore headlocking. Yeah. So uh, they, they, they've, they've, I think they've grown to another city or two. The workouts have, have, have swollen, as have the number of AOs. Um, so you, you watch. Uh, within the next couple of years, there's going to be thousands of workouts in England, I promise. Yeah, yeah sounds like it. Sounds like it, man. They're eating it up. Uh, and why wouldn't they? Uh, this is for every man. Um, yep. Yeah, I remember you said at, uh, I think it was at the Keystone Convergence when I f- first met you when you gave your speech. I think you that's where I first heard you say F3 can save the world. And um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Uh, it has a potential to be that that thing, that, that grassroots movement that men have been craving where men can reclaim their masculinity and become more virtuous leaders and grow in their faith and their fellowship. And, uh, after getting right. And I was like, man, that could, that could really happen. So, you know, the Lord saves. So I, I start with that, but, um, but man, I, I like, I was, I was all in with that brother. I'm still am. I still am. 
Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's happening. All right. That's cool. I don't even, you know, I, I thought about, we should talk about the, the border thing where all these men are going down to the border, but I, I'm going to stay away from the political, <laughs> potential political. Good well, move, Yeah, I mean, you're free to lead, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, well, I don't even know, you know, what's, if it's, what's good and bad happening down there. But, um, but when I see like people from all over, men saying, you know, we're going to stand up for something. I think they're standing up for something right. But anyway, we'll get off of that. Back off of DFib. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you have any regrets? Anything that you, you didn't accomplish that you wish you, you know that you wish you would have done differently? Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I guess a little bit. Um. I always wish I, I could have done more. Um. You know, I wish I wish I could have helped push the team to put out more content. You know, I wish that we would have been more successful in getting more regions to join i wish we were in more countries um uh, that's a wish not a regret um the only regret that i have is uh you know in my personal life um which is part of the reason i'm stepping down um you know i you know so many weekends i find myself standing in front of men talking about the importance of our concentrica and your family and different things and you know Mm -hmm. and what have i done i left mine behind yet again so luckily i've had an awesomely supportive wife and family, but, um, um, I, I, I do wish that I was around for, uh, some more important things that happened at my house. Um, but you know, you can't have both. And that's why I, that's why I think it's time for me to step down and make sure I'm doing the things I've been telling guys that they should be doing. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, man. I think that's a really important message for guys because, we do, we do sometimes get wrapped up in our work, especially when we're really passionate about it. And not that we don't love our families more than anything, but, uh, but sometimes that just happens. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that you, that you, uh, that you said that and that you, uh, saw that. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure your M and your kids and everybody else are going to be really happy that you're around more often, man. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, so if you were to talk to what you could do right now, um, and I ha- you have already, uh, in, you know, every year, but uh, ongoing. But if you were to give a message to the regional Nantans, okay, so these guys are just, you know, boots on the ground, regional Nantans, uh, what would you tell them? What would your message be to them? Yeah, it, it, being, being in, in the Nantan position, I, it, it was great because I've heard from lots of people, either people I've met or people I've not met in F3, and they said, hey, can you help me out with this? And one of the big questions is, uh, I'm Nantan now. What in the hell am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> um, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, it's and it's 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 scary. Um, you know, when I was young, I had a, a man in my life say, um, "John, you wanna you you, uh, you want to know how to be an, a gentleman? Act like a gentleman." I'm like, "What's that supposed to mean?" And they're like, "Well, just act like one. Act like what you think the best version of a gentleman is supposed to be." and and then you're going to be one. So, uh, you know, Nantans get all caught up in, in, in tenure, right. And, and how long their, their stint as Nantan is supposed to be. And I, and I ask them not to think about it in terms of time, but in terms of accomplishing a mission. So, yeah. uh, I think uh, a good Nantan will surround themselves with a good group of leaders. Uh, they're going to make a strategic, uh, and measurable plan. They're going to execute and measure that plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they get there, they've already been grooming the next crop of leaders, the next Nantan, and they're just there to step right up. Mm. Um, that's it, man. Um, 
and I guess the, the sidebar to that is, is just to be an inspiration. Um, you know, one of the things that leaders a lot of times either don't realize or, or want to ignore, and I've certainly done this, is the fact that people look your way when there's the least bit of uncertainty or doubt or fatigue or lots of different things. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things that I tell people about being a Nantan when I was in the Nantan is it's flipping exhausting. I go visit all these people, right? And they're like, they want to impress me. And they're like, okay, yeah, the workout's at 5.30 and the pre-run's at 4.30. And then there's going to be a pre-ruck at 3.30. And before that, we're going to And then after all that, we're going to have coffee. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll at 3 in the morning for six hours before I got to start my day, right? Um, it's awesome. But, you know, when you're in a leadership position, you know, you, you go first, right? Yeah. You're, you're the example. Yeah. Um, when everybody else is scared and, and you're scared too, don't look scared, right? Yeah. Take the first step. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's what, I think that's what a leader does. And I think that's what an original Nantan should do. Should be the, uh, make a plan, a measurable plan and execute and, and, and be an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's a, there's a lot of fear, doubt, um, and, and, and uncertainty in every man's lives. And, you know, we all do it. We look to somebody when we don't know what we're supposed to be doing, Yeah. whether it's a local leader or, or God or, or, or somebody. And that's, I think that's what's supposed to be happening out there. Yeah. Great message, man. That's yeah. a great message. And, and I, you know, I, as I'm not Nantan anymore, dial up is, but, uh, but one of the things I learned before F3, which, which F3 teaches is to create an SLT. Don't do it alone. And, and, um, uh, because you know you you had those two hats, and and I know from your business background and stuff like that that you are qualified to to do that kind of organizational business model part of thing as an antan. I would not be able to do that. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could give it a shot, you know. But uh, but I know that what my you know I, I'm not I'm not perfect, and I'm not good at everything. And and I, you got to surround yourself with the guys that are right. And uh, um, so I have a great message. Sorry, yeah. uh, I don't want to take away from your message. That, that's awesome. Uh, and you did mention like those guys, like one of the things I got to do is prepare the next, next leaders. Right. So, yeah. um, knowing, knowing you, you did that. I mean, I, I probably would say, you know, dark helmet's going to take over for you and you guys are working closely together all the time. But is there anything you did specifically or anything like that to kind of get him ready? Heck yeah, man. Helmet and I have been working side by side lockstep for that, this entire tenure. Uh-huh. Um, so he's, he's been there the whole time. I mean, personally, we're close, we're friends, but, uh, he helped me build all of this. He helped me do absolutely all of this. Um, you know, he, he, he built the machine just as much as me or anybody else did. So who's more qualified to run it than the man who helped build it. Right. Um, you know, and, and, you know, on a personal level, you know, we all have our adjusters. I certainly do. Dark helmet does, you know, and we've been working through them together. Um, you know, part of my, reason for uh, suggesting to the board of directors that dark helmet be the man is because I have no doubt in my mind that he's got can and, and, and will do the job. I mean, I, I've seen him cut and the man bleeds F3. I mean, mm-hmm. all day and all night long, there's nobody else that loves it. Um, and it's been exciting to watch his leadership transformation, right? He's not the same guy today that he was back then, right. none of us are supposed to be right. Yeah. Um, 
So it's been awesome to watch. And I, you know, I don't know, it's been a while since I've asked him if he was, he would actually want this job. Um, and of course he was freaking excited to do it, but I think that the journey to get him there, he and I have been on together. Um, so it's not so much that I did anything to prepare him. Uh, we were both traveling the, traveling the trail together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, you know, I've had that in mind for an awfully long time because that's what F3 taught me, right? Yeah. You don't get to the end of your, of, of, of your stint and then say, all right, I'm done now. Who should I pick next? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not supposed to work that way. And with Hellman, it certainly hasn't worked that way. I mean, I, I love that guy and uh, I've got the absolute most confidence that a person can have in another human in him to be the next leader of this thing. And then part of it, like I said earlier, is that he's not going to screw this up even if he tries. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure's off, but but he's got yeah. a huge job. Yeah. Uh, he's got a huge job to do. This is a big deal. This yeah. is getting to be a really big organization, and he is absolutely the guy 100% for the job. Yeah, and you know, we were talking earlier about all the stuff that you do as Nantan stuff. I mean, just as a leader, even if you're just Nantan of a small region, like we have a, you know, a relatively small region, there, you feel, you know, if you have any kind of reasonable, you know, heart and leadership acumen at all, you feel a sense of responsibility for all the men. Yeah. Can you imagine the sense of responsibility you feel for all the men, right? right. Yeah. Which is what you were kind of alluding to earlier, you know, and you got to, and then, it, then you got to remember to focus on each individual and that kind of thing. But, but man, it's a huge responsibility. Yeah. And I know that when I, when I lead something, I'm like, I, my mind's always coming back to it. You know, every every day, different parts of the day, something will trigger it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I wonder what, how this would work. I wonder how that guy's doing. What can I do to make this better? And so it's a constant, like, you're always solving the problem. Right. Tremendous responsibility. Um, yeah, so I, I had no doubt Doe is going to do fine. I mean, he's been involved in the uh, national leadership, obviously, uh, for, for quite a while. And uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, as long as I have. Yep. Yeah. Did you give me any specific advice? Um, so we've been working on a lot of different things, uh, together. And, um, so he has those unfinished tasks in his lap, but, um, aside from that, absolutely not because I want him to do it his way. Yeah. Right. He's, yeah. uh, he's not like me. Um, I wasn't like dread. Yep. Uh, and that's part of the beauty of this thing is that the nation needs, some of what I didn't have and what he does have. I mean, he's a, an awesome inspirer. Uh, so no, I don't, I don't want to fill his head with my agendas. Um, you know, that's over. I'm done with that. And I gotta, I gotta sit back, you know, and, then, and there's already been a couple of things that have come up, you know, the, the official transfer of power isn't in, until uh, the 24th at the right. convergence in Carfax when we'll, we'll do the ceremony. Um, but of course, you know, he, you know, he's already starting to do his deal and, there's been a couple of things that have come up uh, with a uh, mud gear contract and some stuff. And I'm like, I, I wouldn't do that. I'm like, well, it's not mine to do anymore. And right. uh, who says I'm right anyway. So that's <laughs> how it works. But yeah, I don't, I, I, I'm here to help him and to support him. Yeah. And uh, just like dread's been doing for me the whole time. And, uh, and then to watch it, watch it shoot up like a rocket. Like I know it will. Yeah. yeah. 
That's got to be so hard, right? You, you, it's like your baby, right? And you're responsible for it for X amount of time. Yeah. And now you got to just hand it over. Nurturing you're it. Like, uh, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's tough, man. It's And you had to follow, you know, it's not, I don't know, maybe it's not the same, but can you imagine, you know, for those who are old enough, probably don't remember exactly what this could have been like, what it would have been like, but following John Wooden to coach UCLA basketball. Yeah. Right, the guy guy won ten national championships, won a national championship, and retired. And who's the next guy? Oh, what are you going to be like? Right. right. So, yeah. So yep. th- there's there's a lot of pressure, man. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you and you and Dredd have set the the bar pretty high, but uh, like Dvib said, I'm sure Doe will knock it out of the park, no doubt. Yeah. No. No. No offense, Slaughter. I think you did great, and this is not a. Uh, um, anyway, an evaluation of what you did, but I'd rather be the guy that follows the guy. That follows John Wooden. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you'd rather be the guy. Okay, I <laughs> yeah. got you. I see what you Yeah, but I yeah. think I think you did it marvelously. So you know, uh, the it's like you said, it is different, and you had skills that Dread didn't have. So uh, taking us there. Yep. All right. Yeah. So what's so I, I don't want you, you don't have to spill the beans because I know that Doa probably has his op, he's going to have his opportunity to lay out his vision and all that stuff. But what's next for F three? Yeah, I told you a little bit about version 3.0 and the the leadership development portion. Um, You know, we've been moving away from quantity and focusing a little bit on quality. Um, uh, So I know that he's going to pour his efforts and his team's efforts into uh, figuring out how to fast track the uh, the leadership development process uh, so that the impact can be uh, faster, stronger, and more immediate. Um, uh, And I also know that, you know, whether he likes it or not, and this is something I, I can I kick down the road for sure. This whole international situation is uh, uh, is at the door. I mean, it's at the threshold, and it, it it needs reckoning with. So, I know he's got his his thoughts around that. Um, you know, and fortunately, the the larger that we get, the the the, the more of a target that we get. Sure. Um, yeah. To get to become uh, so, you know, he's got his hands full making sure that the organization continues to be protected. Whether that means, uh, you know, more trademarks on our intellectual property, uh, whether that means, um, you know, the more dollars that come through this place, protecting those, uh, you know, what, what, what have you. So I think that's I think that's a little bit of the direction that he's heading in. Yeah. Good stuff, man. What's next for you? <laughs> Good question. Uh, well, you know, with the CEO role comes a board seat. So as soon as that's over, I lose my board seat. But uh the current board has some uh, folks rotating off, and they have indicated that they're interested in me filling one of those spots, which I would love. So hopefully at an upcoming board meeting, I may be voted in as a, as a member of the board of directors out of the day-to-day and just as a yeah. conciliary oversight kind of guy. So um, I would love to be uh, connected in that way. Um, uh, really, I just want to be able to focus on my business, focus on my uh, – uh, on my recovery, focus most importantly on my wife and my family, uh, spending a lot of time with, uh, with her. Um, and then I just kind of sort of want to be a, a normal guy. I told you I'm, I'm flipping exhausted going out of town for work <laughs> and having four o'clock in the morning for four hours. Right. I mean, right. I, I'd, I'd love to just show up and, and, and just work out with some guys and not have to, not have to perform and, 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 and go to the, go to the end. Um, so, you know, and I, I'd like to go back to getting involved with, you know, some of the individuals, uh, smaller efforts, um, where I'm at, but mostly I just want to take a little bit of a 
flip and break and uh, mm-hmm. kind of reset and figure out what's next. I mean, I like to consider myself um, far, far from done in this world. Yeah. Um, what that means next, I'm sure the, that uh, that God will point the way. Mm-hmm. I just need to calm down for a little bit and uh, and then and, and close my mind and pay attention and see what what that is. So I'm looking forward to you know a little R and R from uh, from the 10 to 15 hours a week and the decisions and the and the pressure and the responsibility and the travel and all that. Um, yeah. So I'm look. I, I think that's going to be good for me. Yeah, that's good, man. I can imagine being the national antenna. You show up somewhere, you know they're bringing their hardest beat down, oh. adding things. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh! Yeah. Especially when you every were, flipping time, man. Well, every time. Well, you brought on yourself because didn't you like a cut like a oh, year or two yeah. ago? You call. You said we were getting soft, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You're right. I know. I know. And trust me, trust me that came back to bite me oh in the mat, in the it stirred some conversation here i can tell you that i remember beach ball like yeah, beach ball get his ass up here to i'm sorry i shouldn't have said that get his oh, butt yeah. up here to a beat down we'll show him who's soft yeah that is exactly what's been happening yeah i'm sure you're glad that's over i i appreciated those comments though i, I was just fine i was just fine with that Oh, that's something. Now, you said you're going to focus on your recovery. You're just talking about recovery from being Nantan, right? You, do you have an injury you recover from or something? No, 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 no. I'm talking about um, uh, recovery from addiction, which I – You talked about that about last time you were on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm uh, 18 years sober, and, uh, you know, I've gotten away from uh, from my recovery program a little bit. So uh, that's important to me, and I'd like to get back to that a little bit. Yeah, man. All right. God bless you yeah. in that. Remind me, your two point is how old? How old are your kids? She's twenty three. Twenty three. Oh, just one. Okay, I was thinking you had two for some reason. Twenty three. Yep. yep. Yeah, you're just a little bit behind me. I got a twenty eight and a twenty six year old. Yeah. And yeah. A little bit behind. Well, a little kind of even with you almost. A little ahead of you. Yeah. 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 We're about the same generation though. All right. That's uh, right. So, you know, we usually, we already asked you those, the last two questions we usually ask when we had John, like, who's your inspiration and what's your message for the men of America? Uh, before, I, I want to, I'm going to just uh, sort of uh, modify the last one and ask you that. But, um, but before I do that, is there anything else you wanted to say? Anything else you wanted to get out there as a message as uh, the, uh, the lame duck? Can I use that fresh, that, that, that phrase, <laughs> the, the lame, lame duck nantan? Lame duck, lame duck nantan. <laughs> <laughs> your lame duck session? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the kind of back to one of your first questions is what I, what have I noticed about men in, in F3 as I've traveled and something else I've noticed about myself is, um, that it, it, despite of what people may have heard me say, it's, it's dangerous to measure yourself against perfection. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, guys, myself have, we have a, we have, we have a bad habit of comparing our insides to other people's outsides. I don't think that we give ourselves license enough to be the fallible humans that God made us to be. Um, And I'm absolutely no exception. Um, For example, when a guy doesn't show up for a workout, um, it may not just be because he's lazy and fart sacked. It might be because his kid was up sick all night. It might be because Last night, his wife told him she's thinking about a divorce. It might be because his mother just found out that she's got stage four lung cancer. It might be because his boss told him that if he doesn't straighten up, he's going to quit and he can't, he's going to get fired, right? There, there, 
there may be a lot of reasons. Uh, and I, and I'm just as guilty as anybody else of giving guys a hard time, mm-hmm. uh, when they don't go up to workouts or anything else. And, um, you know, the lesson for me and probably the lesson for a lot of us is to, to err on the side of compassion, to give guys the benefit of the doubt, um, to lead with love. Uh, and there's certainly the place for the, for the ribbing and, and things that we do. And, and I, I don't want that to go away, but I have found out the hard way a lot of times um, that, that some of the things that I just told you are examples that happened to all of us. Right. Um, yeah. and, and, and don't forget that. that yeah. That's the last I wanted to say. That's perfect, man. Per- yeah. Very good yeah. reminder. Thank you for that. Yeah. Dial up didn't show up this morning. I think he was just fart sacking. No, no, little, he's little, he's so lazy. Slaughter. Once you have confirmation, it's okay to go at him hard. <laughs> little, yeah, no, a little IT issue last night. Uh, he was up, up in the late. middle of the night, so uh, yeah. I hope you got it figured out because I got to work tonight and tec- use that system. Yeah, you'll be able to see your radiology images. But <laughs> technically, could I have come? Yes, but uh, I would have been cranky the rest of the day, and that would have not have <laughs> boded well for the the spouse. Yeah, I'm just busting on him, of course. <laughs> Yeah, there's some, there's some, there's some, um, you know, room for that because it, it's part of accountability is making sure that yeah. you know, oh man, if I don't show up, they're gonna bust me for sleeping in. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we got to remember that it could be good reasons that people it's, are right. It's it's a good it's a it's a good reminder that uh, you, you got to balance it, you know, yeah. properly and. Uh, Hey, yeah. Do you have any other questions for Slaughter? <laughs> we probably have some apologies for a couple packs recently, <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a very good uh, skill of uh, putting my foot in my mouth and getting in trouble frequently. So I don't know, once a quarter or something. Like that. <laughs> do you want to make a national? Do you want to make a? Do you want to make an apology for all of our listeners to all the chiro- chiropractors that are oh, out there? Oh <laughs> man, yeah. So um, yeah, it was it was sorry. It was, I'm putting you on the spot. It's okay. It was harmless. <laughs> I, I cued the beat down on Wednesday, and at the end, at the very end, we we're all leaving, and one of the guys said something to another guy with back pain. Is maybe your hips are out of whack, and you should go to the chiropractor and stuff. So he said, hips are not a whack. He strained his back, you know. And but anyway, I had a I had a be- apologies to Bones and all chiropractors <laughs> out there, and all spouses of chiropractors. I I had a, an experience with a chiropractor that was. Clearly, a guy ripping me off. Okay, he took a laser pointer, shot it on my belly, told me my legs got stronger. So, um, <laughs> anyway, I know chiropractors serve a good purpose, and you know the good ones do, and that kind of thing. Heck, sports teams use them, right? And thoroughbred horses have chiropractors. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I in the back blast, I just you know flippantly put. You know, we had we also discussed <laughs> quackopractors. Oh, I mean chiropractors. And I forgot one of our packs is married to a chiropractor here in Danville, and got called out. He got pretty mad at me. So yeah. Stinger, I, you know, we talked. We're good, but uh, I meant it in jest. And so anyway, feels good to get that out, doesn't yep. it? <laughs> I, wanted Thanks, to give you, I wanted to give you the opportunity. Appreciate to, that, Stinger. To, to put, I know you listen to, put to an these. Apology out there. Yeah, I love you. Love. Yeah. You well, love now whether you're forgiven or not is another issue entirely. You, I guess, you'll have to find out. That's on them. <laughs> right, all I could do is, apo- is sincerely apologize if they want to forgive me. But Stinger did. He's he's a good guy. Yeah, so. He is. so anyway, yeah, now I'm good at that. Putting my foot in my mouth, whether it's uh, vocally or in, in print. All right. Um, do you have any other questions for Slaughter? No, I'm I'm good. I Thanks. Stop. I really appreciate you putting me on the spot there for that. <laughs> Sorry. That was great. Sorry. I just I, I just I felt you needed to. Yeah, to put that out there. Okay, thanks. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I got mine in. I snuck them in as we were going through there. All right, a couple different ones. Yeah, I mean, I think you already said it, uh, Slaughter. But I always just say, you know, this is your chance to speak to the men of America. Do you have, do you have any message for the men of America other than what you've already said? 
the world needs our help. <laughs> um, you know, well, uh, one of the things that I always say in AA is that uh, it's such a powerful organization. You can save somebody's life just by sticking out your hand and, and telling them you're glad to see them. Yeah. Um, you know, F3 is no different. Uh, you know, I, you know, one of one of the, the, the heroes that I that I come across all the time is the FNG. I mean, uh, you know, we I guess it's a it's a it's a it's a byproduct of, of who we are. But I mean, we can be a, a fairly intimidating group. Um, and you got to remember a new guy, like I said earlier, I mean, guys typically show up because they want something different out of life. Right. They they're tired of being exactly who they are and they want to change it. And they've probably been looking for it. And for whatever reason, there's a little bit of appeal there. But um, then after that, it gets hard. So, uh, you know, somebody that shows up in the morning to a group that uh, is obviously already well entwined with each other. Uh, they're talking in a language that you don't understand. You know, you're out of shape and, 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 and all those other things that ex- FNGs experience. Um, you know, you've got the power just about making them feel welcome to make them want to come back and, and potentially saving their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not any different in the other sectors of our lives. Um, you know, whoever it says was, uh, you know, everyone's fighting a fierce battle. We know absolutely nothing about, um, you know, as I go through my day, I, you know, I'm, I'm not like any, unlike anyone else. Uh, you know, there's lots of jerks out there, mm-hmm. uh, making life difficult unnecessarily for folks. And sometimes I think that if I can get through my day just without being one of those guys, then it was a successful enough day for me to lay my head down and, and, and sleep soundly. So, you know, as, as we go through life, whether you're an F, three person or not, uh, you know, just try to be kind, try to be compassionate, try to be, um, uh, a little bit patient and, uh, that alone can, can change the world. Um, and there's a lot of hate going around out there because one of the best things about F3 is it's the great equalizer, right? Yeah. When you show up at five thirty in the morning and it's dark out, you have no idea what somebody's political affiliation is right. or what their job is or any of that stuff, right? Yeah. And by the time that you have uh, survived a workout together, all of a sudden, none of that matters. What are you going to hate the guy that just helped you get through 45 minutes of pure hell because he's got a different political belief system than you do? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. That's one of the best things about F3. That's yeah. part of the reason why it works so so well. And that's part of the reason why there's very little uh, division uh, amongst our ranks is because you know, we do something hard together and nothing else really matters. Yep. Um, it's, it's, it, it puts us in a place of mutual respect. Um, mm. And man, Lord knows the whole world needs a lot of that. Yes. Amen, brother. Amen that, Great sure. word. Great word. Uh, have compassion. Be kind. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, all right. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you giving us your time. Um, again, thank you so much for your service to us in the National SLT and, and most recently as Nantan. Uh, I really thought you did a great job. You, there's a lot of things. There's a number of things that I took away from your uh, tenure that that I'm going to continue to think about and and we're going to use here. Like F3 can save the world, and uh, and we're just going to try to do that. We're one man at a time. And here on the right. High Impact Man podcast, let them come on and tell their stories, and that's why we exist. Cool. Thank you guys for what you do. I think it's uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Thank Thanks, brother, much. and God bless you. Oh, and Bones, I don't think you're a quackopractor. <laughs> Although I don't know <laughs> for sure, but I'm pretty sure you know. He knows, 
you don't think that. All right, thanks. Hey, hey, hold on. In closing, we, we did have a movement going, don't forget, too, of Dark Helmet for president. Oh, right. Yeah, well, he's going to be Nantan He felt a little short, but he's going to yeah. be Nantan, so close yeah. enough, I guess. Right? Sorry, Helmet. Close yeah. enough. Yeah. He'll, he'll, make Probably. A big, he'll make a bigger difference in the world <laughs> as Nantan of After the Nation than he would have as the president of the United States. Well, yeah, I think he would have done great that as president, but he probably might be happier as Nantan. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Hey, right. oh, you know what? One one last question real oh, quick. We let him go. What? Is this is this is this letting the cat out of the bag or do we not know? I mean, Helmet does have a position right now. Right? Yep. Who's going to take that spot? We don't know. Oh, there you go. All TBD. right. Dial up. Want to be president? Right. No. no I'm good. <laughs> Call Helmet. <laughs> All right, thanks brother. God bless you. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week. And you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.